Welcome back to Entertainment Marketing Confidential, where we discuss all things related to brands and entertainment. I'm Daphne. I'm Craig. Woohoo! And as always, we are joined by our producer, Eric. Konnichiwa. Hi. And just for the record, we are still on a safer at home order. Stay at home so, order. Hi. How are you guys? I miss your faces. Oh, this old mug. God. Yeah. Get out of here. Let me see the other mug, at least on every other day. <laughs> hey, Craig, how's it going? Oh, it's dandy. You sound fucking thrilled. I'm tired. I am. My allergies are kind of making me crazy because I haven't been able to go to the allergy doctor. Oh, but man. removing my blowing my nose and general streaky demeanor, we are truly exploring one of my personal favorite topics. That's not Duran Duran. <laughs> Since I've been on Safer at Home this weekend, literally on Sunday, and again, I can't fucking figure out the movie math on this because we had the idea to do this episode, I think Saturday, but in 24 hours, I managed to watch 12 films on the topic and the math does not add up. I've had to have scanned a couple, but when did I sleep? But let's just say I'm very passionate about this next important topic tom cruise <laughs> i should say tom cruise films in this first part we'll be discussing some tom cruise films and the brands that show up in them now i think i could talk about him his movies his brands his butt probably for hours so you know i'll try to stay on point i actually wrote notes um i'd like to thank biography.com because they gave me the chronology in terms of maybe how to stay on point and some of the information. So the important thing from, oh, biography.com. <laughs> Did I say biology? <laughs> the biology.com was for his butt. That's oh, what. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is it too early to drink? Sorry. No, no, not too early. Um, According to biography.com, Tom Cruise was born on July 3rd, 1962. He has parents. He has siblings. He has some ex-wife, wives. Oh, I spelled that completely wrong. By the way, that's exactly how I spelled it. Wives? Are, are you speaking Hobbit now or what? I, maybe. Um, and kids. But I don't care about any of those things because I'm here to talk about his acting career. He was born... He made movies. That's pretty much all we need to know. That sums it up. Right? I mean, he's this man is a nonstop acting machine. On his credits, I literally couldn't count higher than 44. So he's done at least 44 films, which is amazing to me. And I will say this. I truly feel he's one of a handful of true movie stars right now. Um, you'll see other big names where they'll share credit or their names blow a title. A Tom Cruise movie his name's above the title. Like, it is a Tom Cruise movie. He's the spectacle. He's the main attraction. Um, there's a lot to choose from. I could go through all 44, but I'm just going to kind of cruise through the highlight. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> all right. Let's start with 1981's Endless Love, starring Brooke Shields. Now, around the same time, he grabbed another film called Taps, starring Sean Pitt, and that was 1981. And Taps is when I first saw it and fell in love with that grouchy guy. Um, that character, love him. 
Now, he did taps, had a couple of years. And in 1983, I think this was a huge defining year for Tom Cruise. First, The Outsiders, which starred Matt Dillon. And I got the Matt right. Yeah. And, and a young Matt Damon, if you look closely in the background. I, I, I had to write it down so I knew who the fuck I was talking about. Same year, he released Losing It, which is awesome. All the right moves and risky business. Oh, um, Eric, I thought you were going to say, yeah. say all the right moves, too, but that yeah, oh, been, all the right moves. If you pause it the right way, you can see his penis. But anyway, hey, I'm here to educate. I'm here to be a cinephobe, whatever. So risky business. Um, they say this grows 65 million. It made Tom Cruise a highly recognizable actor. Thanks in no small part to a memorable scene and to a young star dancing in his underwear. Now, this is the first of so many iconic film moments that stars Tom Cruise. And as I pass them up, I'm going to flag them because I think these are scenes everyone should know about. I do think that underwear scene is absolutely, it's been spoofed so many times. It is so iconic. And just making sure, Eric, you said you saw this film. I did not, but I do know the risky business thing because it's been done. It's been done to, to, to death. But I highly recommend it. Like, it is a really good movie. Um, Brand-wise, you know, Craig will get more into this. I mean, Ray-Ban, Old Milwaukee, Tab, Coke. And one of my favorites, he's a high school senior, and there's a full-on hands-on with Shivas Regal whiskey and Coke. He's literally making him a drink at dinner. But why I think this is completely okay is, one, it's the 80s, and who cares? (laughs) That literally tees up the underwear scene. So to me, it's just the full intro into probably one of the better movie moments ever on screen. So I'm giving them a pass. I kind of liked it. Um, Porsche, which, oh my gosh. I mean. The 928 Porsche, right? Oh, the model. 928, 929, whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mom reference. Um, nice with Porsche. There's a Porsche poster in his bedroom. Um, Nike, Princeton. And let's just say, I think differently about train travel after seeing the ending. Um, Craig, you had some thoughts on Ray-Ban. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I lost them right there. So. Um, no. I, yeah. Tom Cruise wore the uh, Wayfarer sunglasses in the film. They're part of uh, the Ray-Ban family. And prior to the movie, the Ray-Ban brand popularity had dropped a bit. Uh, but with the release of the film. And uh, the way that the the sunglasses were portrayed on Tom Cruise, it boosted their sales by, I think, around 50% or something and kind of really brought them back from a, a tough place. Um, but yeah, they just became iconic. It was on the uh, one sheet of the movie. And in terms of fun scenes, so he's interviewing, you know, he's a decent student. He manages to get an interview with Princeton and... <laughs> Fred's basically like, how did it go? He puts his sunglasses on. He goes, University of Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so funny. Like, he is so good. Like, this is absolutely a must watch. Like, it's it's a young Rebecca de Mornay, um, Joe Pantalone. I always call him Joey Pants, but I can never say his last name. But anyway. (laughs) Pantaleano. X Weavies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Now. I'm going to skip to, you know, I'm not fucking around here. Next up is Top Gun. Eric, 
Top Gun? Have we seen Top Gun? I, I have seen Top Gun. It is not um a it's not a good movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh wait, we'll come oh. back to that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Womp womp. Now later on, we'll get into the five ways how Top Gun actually changed how you watch movies. Oh, Top Gun's iconic. Like there yeah. are so oh, many no. iconic wait, parts of it, but dialogue there is the exact same dialogue in Pearl Harbor. Like, no, I hear what you're saying. Like, if you look at some things, it's not brilliant. But when you look at the aerial, you know, you have such a fun, good looking cast. You have a great fucking soundtrack. Like it, it comes together in a really fun way. It's, um, it's, it's got a lot of style, but like not a lot of substance, but it's a movie that just, it, it drives on style. Like it's it, just drowning it, in it. It works. It works. So yeah. 1986 after a hiatus, um, Tom Cruise did legend. I made the mistake of watching that this weekend and I see why it did piss poor at the box office. I was so fucking confused. I didn't know what was going on. Um, <laughs> but that same year, his A-list status was confirmed with the release of Top Gun, which co-starred Kelly McGillis. Anthony Edwards da, 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 for Revenge of the Nerds and Meg Ryan, which Meg Ryan was on the soap opera and did other stuff. But for me, mm-hmm. this is, I think, what put Meg Ryan on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, Val Kilmer. Like, Don't forget huh? Val Kilmer. Okay, that guy gets his own episode. <laughs> because, I'm sorry, Maverick and Iceman made me understand the concept of sandwich when I was a little kid. Because why choose? You take both of them. Um, what about Daphne Psyche in here? Um, anyway, it also starred Tim Robbins. And this is going to come up later because he plays one of the background pilots after they stop that weird international kerfuffle. Um Top Gun became the highest grossing film of 1986. It topped 176 million domestic and 353 million worldwide. This is 1986. It was in theaters 231 days. So this was when, you know how we saw a Titanic, like a lot of repeat business from like the teen audience. I can't even tell you how many times I saw this motherfucker on the screen and went to the theater. (laughs) I was, I don't even know how old, but let's a lot. Pepsi's we've talked about sneaky product placement. Guy runs out of the office, hits the tray of coffee. The tray of Pepsi comes up Ray-Ban aviators. Um, What's interesting is going back to Craig's point with risky business. You think he did risky business. A couple years later, he does top gun and, sales supposedly went up on those style of Ray-Bans 40% right after the movie came out. Mm. And then also there was Kawasaki, Budweiser. I know I'm missing some other brands, but those are the ones that always kind of, you know, step out. um, If I, if I could step in for a moment, I also read about the uh, aviators in that movie that they became so popular. And because, you know, he was in the Navy in the film that uh, Navy recruiters were, posting up outside movie theaters and waiting for people to exit the theaters because they were, people were interested in talking about the Navy at that point. So it actually became kind of a, a boom for them as far as uh, recruiting people. Oh God. Yeah. I can only imagine how many people became Naval aviators (laughs) Uh, and just to flag iconic scenes. I think for this one, it's the, I feel the need, the need for speed. And there's so many, like you're saying the whole movie is driven by style. I think a lot of it, inverted what were you doing you know yeah like there's so much everything about this is just it's fun i still i still love it to this day and my dad worked at miramar when they shot it so that was kind of fun too it's because of that film that whenever i play volleyball i can't help but feel sexy doesn't matter 
Doesn't I matter. Should how... Watch it again. Then I should watch it again. Cause yeah, if you want to play volleyball later, wow. like, like watch Top Gun, like yeah. okay. you, you, you feel remember, pretty. Remember we were out of Top Gun and you had to bring up the volleyball scene. <laughs> day. And this is going to come up later in a story. I, there are very few things hotter than Tom Cruise after volleyball, putting on that white t-shirt sweaty and the jeans and rolling off. Like, Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you are so good looking. And this is, this will come back many times in this, this journey we were on. <laughs> now, going back to Tom Cruise and the comment I made earlier, like, um, if you just Google it, like he really changed how studios promote films instead of being on the road for say 200 days promoting internationally, he kind of was that guy, like, let's do this one country. We'll do a premiere. We do press, we move on. So it's really interesting. Like there's a lot more to it. And there's an article, Five Ways Top Gun Changed the Movie Industry and Society, which I thought was super interesting. I don't know if you finished reading it, Craig, but it's the soundtrack, like I say, the aerial shots, how it was promoted, interest in the Navy, like you touched upon. I don't remember number five, but we'll just assume it was awesome, too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, number five is alive, though. Don't. Number five is a mystery. Google it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> So after that, he roared into the 90s with Days of Thunder, which I think is Top Gun on a racetrack. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch that one again. So I'm skipping past that. I'm okay. moving on to A Few Good Men. Um, there's a great scene where, like, I, I think for Tom Cruise to touch a spirits brand is huge. And he comes rolling in with Jack Daniels. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. That always jumps out at me. It's such a great placement. And again, iconic movie scenes. I mean, the whole with Jack Nicholson and I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I mean, the Brady Bunch spoofed it on the MTV movie awards. I mean, <laughs> it's another one that always seems to come up. Yeah. Um, you know, you've made it, you know, exactly. You know, the nineties, he also had the firm interview with a vampire, not a lot of placement interview with a vampire, but I like to point out that Tandy Newton is in that film in case you guys didn't know that. I did know that. What about far and away? You forgot that one. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> did you mention it no not at all because i have 44 films and i'm just kind of stepping stone my way through his 11 right, are you trying to come to mind then daphne it seems like you're trying really hard not to say cruising through again i am because that's kind of what i want to do and it's weird <laughs> motoring through <laughs> it's going um now 1996 i think this next film was another game changer for him because it started a very long relationship with a character. Um, I like to point out that my sons, if I had sons, their names would have been Gavin. Number one, son. Number two would have been Ethan. Why mm. Ethan hunt. So 1996 mission impossible. Um, he hit the big screen with this blockbuster, which. Um, okay. Nokia. Casio, Apple PowerBook, British Airways, Diet Coke. And every time I think Mission, I think about that iconic scene breaking into Langley and dropping into that protected room. And then mm-hmm. Apple. So there's a great Apple promotion surrounding this. Yeah. I think uh, I think BMW did something with that too. And so did Dunhill and uh, Uniden. But not to the extent of, and like, you know, yeah. He's yeah. tend to show up. Um, his next high next came the uh, highly acclaimed Jerry Maguire, nineteen ninety six. He earned a second Academy Award nomination and Golden Globe for Best Actor. There's a Coke Verbal, U-Haul, Reebok. 
Um, and I have to point out, this motherfucker got two iconic scenes in this one. Show me the money. And the scene with Renee Zellweger, when he comes in, declares his love. And she's like, you had me at hello. Like, this mm-hmm. movie was so good. Because I think it's hard to do sports movies. Like, this is just as much about sports as it is about romance. So I thought it was like, it was a really good film. It, like, structurally, how they address both. Well, yeah, well, in the world of entertainment marketing and product placement, yes, uh, Jerry Maguire was a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal film. Am I talking to you? <laughs> there was a pivotal film because uh, something, uh, something kind of bad happened in our world. Uh, Reebok had signed on to do a huge promotion with the film, and apparently they were... You know, they had agreed on terms uh, with the studio on the story and the script, and there was to be a scene at the ending of the film, which was positive for Reebok. Well, during the editing process, that did not happen. The end of the film actually was not positive for Reebok, and so the brand felt that it was a negative endorsement and decided to file a lawsuit against the studio. Uh, It was like a $10 million lawsuit, I think. Uh, The Brand claimed that uh, the studio had reneged on their promise to present uh, Reebok in a positive light. Uh, Reebok had also invested more than one and a half million dollars in developing promotional support for the film, in addition to all the products they provided. So long story short, they ended up settling this out of court and a new version of the the movie was released when it debuted on Showtime, where they added uh, a positive scene during the credits. Okay. Um, but this was pivotal, pivotal. Geez, I am doing well today. This was pivotal because from that point on in our world of entertainment marketing, studios and brands became much more aware and uh, there was a lot more scrutiny when it came to agreements and script content uh, before anything changed hands. So it was sort of uh, something that people cited as not wanting to have happen again. And that, therefore yeah, everything just became a lot more, a lot more bogged down with legalese. And no, here's Tom like changing the entertainment industry. It's good to be smart. And it's good to have good agreements. So, yeah, I mean, but it was just one of those moments where yet yeah, it changed how a lot of people did things. So, well, you know, um, pivot the bowl. Exactly. And there's a story here, of course, because I was at Sony and you could leave this in here. Um, when he shot Jerry Maguire and the sound stage is the same sound stage where they shot air force one. Um, and it was right outside when I worked for producers right across from our bungalow. So one day my boss asked me if I could give her friend a ride up to the gate in the little golf cart, you know, just to make it easier for her to leave. I get in the golf cart. I put the key in. I look up. There's Tom in a white t-shirt, blue jeans, sweaty, messed up hair, putting on sunglasses with talking to Nicole. And she has one of their kids on her hip. I just look up and I'm like, Oh my fucking God. And then the woman gets in the cart. We drive like 20 feet past and go around a corner and she grabs my arm. She goes, are you fucking kidding me? Can we go see that again? And this is a grown ass woman. (laughs) meaning i go hold on i think we forgot something so i circle back around and i park like oh my god this like he is so fucking good looking and then 
I get it. I'm some pervy ass 20 something year old, but this grown ass woman in her. Hey, wait, I expected more about people in their 40s. They should be more. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're not naive. Uh, But oh, my God. And then he puts on aviator sunglasses and I'm just like I drive away and I'm all. And the whole other time I'll tell you about me fighting with Harrison Ford, but that's a whole other thing. Um, (laughs) Moving on. So 1999 was eyes wide shut. Now, poor Craig has to hear about this because the amount of times I've talked about this next part is disturbing. Um, In the movie, they wear masks and these masks were made by Cobb McCona. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they're in Venice, Italy. Um, All the masks are handmade and they made all those when you go to the one party, like all the things obscuring faces, they made all those masks. And you think this movie is. That's 20 years ago, 20 years later, I'm like, I got to make my mask workshop appointment the whole time we're in China. This is all I'm talking about. I completely forgot to make my mask workshop appointment and I rolled into the store and I'm like, yeah, I want to do the mask workshop. I'm like, okay, cool. It's starting now. It really worked out for me. Um, but anyway, so I made a point to visit the store. I bought a mask, um, my daughter's painted mask. And it's just kind of that product placement works. Like when you have the right product and the right store and you do something so authentic and beautiful, I think people notice. And those masks are gorgeous. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> moving on. So Cruz then starred in the long-awaited smash hit Mission and Pop. <laughs> Mission and Pop, my God. Mission and Pop. <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 in 2000. This starred Anthony Hopkins and uh, Tandy Newton um, and Ving Rames, who's amazing. Hey, did you know she was in an interview with the vampire? I didn't know that. Okay. Really? Oh yeah. my God. I think I should watch that. Um, Little known fact. This one, <laughs> and I tell you, like Tom, what he does right is cars. I mean, with Audi, Porsche, Triumph Motorcycles, um, Bulgari. Like, this is one of the. Like, personally, this placement, like, with the wife's bulgari necklace, it's a verbal, it's a plot point, and there's a great backstory to this and how they got the necklace to where they shot, which I can't talk about, but that completely, I, I, I wanted to do nothing more than fly a necklace to set, and one day I got to do that, and I wanted to cry. I'm like, oh my god, it's like Mission Impossible 2. Did with you sunglasses. say Oakley? Did you mention Oakley? Because he wore those, right? I was just going to say, he also wore Oakley sunglasses, and sales bounced like a hundred million the quarter after the movie came out and people would going to say, I want Tom Cruise's sunglasses. The scene have to talk about it again. Tom Cruise, iconic scene, number billion him. He's free soloing off that cliff in the beginning. And he's just like hanging off of it. It's been hmm. a billion times. Like he's the best. Um, 2002, he starred in vanilla sky. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it's a really good movie. It's really good. Um, and the original it's based on like, what was the, so this is, or something open your eyes like what was yeah. that i think abre los ojos i love how you know that with what's her name penelope uh-huh. yep yeah anyway Tandy, very Tandy, cool. newton. Tandy newton yeah. started in the original tim robbins was in there with matt Damon. Tandy right? i said tandy <laughs> newton <laughs> juice newton um and matt damon exactly i said that so he also had minority report which Mm-hmm. After revisiting it, it's a little long and a little all over the place. And I ain't gonna lie, I couldn't follow it this time, but that's irrelevant. Um, what they did with brands in this film is I felt revolutionary in terms of capturing what our brand interaction would be in the future. Like his character walks in and 
like the ads come alive. Like Lexus is talking to him. Um, but there's this. Okay. So Bulgari at the time had this perfume called Bulgari Blue. And the way the commercial and the print ads went, it's this beautiful model holding the perfume and, you know, doing the ad campaign. Um, that they had her do a commercial in the film. Like she's in the fucking movie. Like everything's off the charts with Guinness, American Express, Nokia, the Aquafina billboard. There's a Revo billboard. I just thought everything with the brands was really innovative. I don't know. Has anyone else seen this? Anyone? I, I, saw, it. I saw it in the theater uh, uh, a long time ago, but but it was, yeah, it, it was a, it was a clever way to, include brands in more of an interactive way than we're used to seeing when it comes to billboards. Um, and also I read that the, uh, that the uh, ad placements in that movie actually knocked about $25 million off the budget. So it was a real, oh, wow. real big help to that film. And also um, I read that Toyota paid around $5 million just to get that futuristic Lexus into the movie as well. Um, so there was a lot of, there's a lot of money that that went into that movie on the brand side, which is uh, obviously a huge savings to the production, and it's why we do what we do. So, yeah, I think it, wow, and paid off because I think the fact that we're still talking about it, and it's and it's a good scene. Like if you watch the film, it kind of gives away where he's at because the ads talk to him. Um, 2004, he did Collateral, and what's interesting is he wore a Hoyer watch. Now we're going to move on to another one of my favorites, and I have no idea why. Of course, it's going to start with Tom Cruise is really hot in the film, but anyway. That's all of his films. Cocktail? Oh, no. War of the Worlds, 2005. I tend to like guys in jeans. I, I see a pattern here. <laughs> like t-shirts. Um, But I love this sort of remake of that classic story. And I think um, Dakota Fanning's great. I just, I, I just, okay. I, I, the acting's great. The story's great. And the back lot of Universal now still has the set pieces from the film, if you're interested. And I'd like to point out that Tim Robbins makes an appearance. So this is their second movie together. And there's also some brands. There's Omega Watches, Nokia cell phones, Mustang, Rayback Batteries. There's a Pennzoil box he grabs, which is the perfect brand from him. He's kind of a gearhead. He grabs it and he puts all the necessary stuff in his house before he takes off and goes on the run. I do have to mention, and it made me laugh, Laura Scudder peanut butter. No Jeff, no Skippy, Laura Scudder. I, that really just, ah, <gasps> peanut butter. Um, Arrowhead water. Just saying, my notes actually say, side note, after post-volleyball Top Gun Tom Cruise, this character is off the charts. <laughs> Daphne's a pervert. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, now we're going to move on to Mission Impossible 3, 2006. This is another one that scored really well with audiences. However, Cruz was faced with some professional setbacks. Um, but I'll let Craig talk about that. And I just want to say Nokia Casio shows up again. I love the yep. fact mm -hmm. they keep showing up in his films. Um, did you have yeah. anything? Yeah, they had some other, they had some other partners I, I made a note of, like Dodge and Coca-Cola, okay. Lamborghini, Mercedes, Dell, uh, Bellstaff, Damn. Volkswagen, Budweiser, and uh, 7-Eleven. It opened much lower than they expected at the box office. Uh, it caused some problems with the, uh, I believe the marketing, the direction the marketing had gone. I don't think Tom Cruise was very happy about that. And it was actually after this film that Paramount decided to end its 14-year-old relationship with him. Oh. 
yeah, the head of the studio cited a uh, e- economic damage to the uh, to Tom Cruise's value as an actor based on his, I guess, controversial public behavior and views. And uh, he, Tom Cruise's party, disputed that reason, um, but that was the knock against him from the studio. So it was, yeah, it's a little little bit of a bumpy time for, uh, for the actor. And Eric, you could Google this because I think it's when he's doing press for War of the Worlds that things kind of went. So it's all online. So it's yeah. all public. Um, but I'll say, you know, he there was a hiccup and it's not on the list, but I think 2008, Tropic Thunder was the first step in healing whatever wounds he had with anybody. That's <laughs> <Les> Grossman. <laughs> yeah, such a great character. And Everything about him. When he get on the video conference call, like, I want to Diet Coke, everything out of that man's fucking mouth, the dancing, loved him. And that, to me, was like, I, I love that he didn't take himself too seriously. So, anyway, sorry to go off my notes on that one. Cause <laughs> I'm going to kind of stick with Mission for a bit and go to 2011 with Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol. Um, BMW, I, you know, disclaimer, I work, with a company that did this, but I'm also a Tom Cruise fan. I'm also an audience person. I'm also a marketing major to this day. This is the gold standard of integrations and promotions because the cars make so much fucking sense. They're driven hard. They're driven well, they're gorgeous, but it's also not a commercial. They're shot natural. Like it was just, I mean, that's just part of the story, right? Organic to the story. That's oh, it's great. Like, just excellent. Just yeah. congrats, anyone who touched that. Good job, Daphne. Good job, everyone. Like that was like, thank you. That was great. Um, Ray Ban is in there. Bulgari mm-hmm. is back. Mm. I completely forgot Paula. Pa- I completely <laughs> forgot Paula Pattinson's name. Okay, I'm just gonna. <laughs> maybe I should start drinking. Is it time yet? Um, <laughs> and I have to go. I have to point it out that scene where he climbs the Burj Khalifa. This man and his stunts, he's a fucking machine. Like, unreal. Um, Showing no signs of slowing down, the veteran actor in 2015 delivered his usual high-energy performance for the fifth installment of the blockbuster franchise, Mission Impossible 5, Rogue Nation. Again, you know, partnered with BMW, BMW Moto. Um, Isn't Nokia in there, too, and... I don't I'm think pretty so. sure Nokia was a partner. So was Microsoft Windows and Dell. I don't know. <laughs> Samsung. Yeah. There's um, some good, good partners on that one. Tiso, I think, was also one. And he hmm. did, like, you know, just a kind of like he did, like, the Jack Reacher films. You know, he's, you know, the mummy, you know, American Made, by the way. American Made's fucking fantastic. I love that film. But um, I'm just going to kind of hop on over to 2018. Um, guess what? He returned with Mission Impossible 5. No, 6. What number am I on? Six. Fallout. <laughs> Amazing. Again, BMW Moto. Uh, side note, Mission Impossible 1 grossed over $457 million worldwide. This last mission made over $800 million. And I know you just for inflation, but this motherfucker in this franchise so, shows no signs of slowing. I mean, every movie's fucking better. And I don't know how, because the last one's always really good. Like, just uh, like amazing. Like, I think I'm going to go there. In my head, it rivals Bond. Like, I think what they're doing and the way they could keep going with missions, uh, uh, unreal. Well, this is part two of Tom Cruise films. Um, in part one, we want to talk about 
some of Tom's films and some of the brands that showed up in them. And now in this part two, I say we, who are we kidding? This episode's for Daphne. I wanted to chat about some of the trends we noticed while doing part one. And look, Daphne, what trends did you notice about doing part one? All I know is I've spoken to you all for how many minutes about Tom Cruise movies and placements. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is going to be a very robust and interesting conversation. No, I'm I'm just wondering about those trends. Could you elaborate? I just want to, you know what? I, I always have had just the yearning to put on some good Levi jeans, throw on some Ray Bans and drink Jack Daniels. And now I know where it comes from. Exactly. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> so I'd like to start this first part. Wait, I'd like to start part two. I can't even fucking talk with some stats just to really recap what we're working with here. Tom Cruise movies have topped over 10 billion at the box office. His miss <clears throat> his <laughs> his mission impossible franchise has been growing for 24 years. Whoa, I didn't know the first one. Has been playing Ethan Hunt for 24 years. I'm sorry, that's fucking impressive. I've had, what, 75 bonds? Good job, Tom. (laughs) And I like to point out, his shit still looks good, and he still does his own stunts. That's a tight butt. Uh, I'm telling you. So, for me, Tom Cruise is the real deal. He's a movie star. We've talked about this. And I think filmmakers and brands are smart for working with Tom Cruise. Hey, I don't give a shit about controversy or missteps. I mean, come on. We've all made bad choices. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of mine, but I can't because all my choices are awesome. It has to be some of my <laughs> Maybe like 80s clothes and eyeliner. But anyway, no. He's still great. Audiences still flock to his films. Why? Because he makes great fucking movies. I don't give a shit if it's Rock of Ages. I don't give a shit if that's that craptastic shit show legend. His stuff's good and enjoyable and memorable. Lots of glitter in legend. Cocktail. Hmm. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's okay. That's one that kind of needs its own episode. Oh, Louis Trey. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I killed him. Was he in Oblivion? Was that him? Did he do Oblivion or something? Yeah, and I have to tell you, Live Die Repeat or Edge of Tomorrow. It kept changing titles. Great. Edge of Tomorrow is great. Edge of Tomorrow is uh, uh, probably my favorite Tom Cruise movie. No, mm-hmm. pretty solid. Like his stuff. I mean, he makes great stuff. So. Yeah. You know, with Tom, even when his movies aren't great, they're still fucking great. <laughs> That's all I have to say, because I think it's him. I think he brings such energy to the role. It, he's, got, he's got charisma for sure. Like, it, it, like not only as an action and drama star, but it, he's so funny when he wants to be. Oh, my mm. God. OK, when we were talking about. You Tropic know, Thunder. Thank you. Forgot the name of the film. And Rock of Ages. I love him and Rock of Ages. I mean, it's such a random role for him. I like the fact he takes risks. He'll do something like that, but then he goes back to his core. So he always Mm -hmm. keeps his core audience. And I think he does such a good job of bringing new fans on board with Tom. So it's his charisma. It's his smile, his stunts. Um, Anyway, so Tom Cruise is great. So let's talk about some of those trends. We we should talk about Tom Cruise. I I can do that. (laughs) Just talk about Tom. Um, So... Popular categories. You know, when we're recapping these films, it, it's there seems to be categories that suit his films better than some. Sunglasses, cars, technology. yeah, automotive, motorcycle. And I think that's a great wheelhouse for him. And then we'll get to why those categories um, when we get down to number four, because I think those categories lend themselves for more interesting placements. Hmm. Uh, any thoughts on categories? I. 
I mean, I guess what Tom Cruise brings is uh, image of 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 male sex appeal like he he machismo? Is, not even machismo <laughs> I, no no I, I wouldn't even say machismo because so ma- machismo has an almost negative connotation what, what tom cruise brings is like charisma charisma so yeah, that's yeah. that's why that's why he has sunglasses and uh and automobiles and stuff but not in a machismo way but just in like uh uh dynamic thrilling way dynamic yeah yeah, yeah agree Ooh. Craig, you're so talky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been mistaken for Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> Part of these sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> On my motorcycle. <laughs> and I was for Eric to say your butt. <laughs> more of a, more of a Damn, missed butt. opportunity. More of a scooter, but it's all in how you ride it, you know. You pull on a scooter, people mistake it for a high speed. He makes great action films, and there's just some categories that lend themselves to action. Um, trend two, we noticed that some brands tend to show up in multiple Tom Cruise films. Um, and having, you know, <laughs> looking at this, I've worked on 25% of his projects. <laughs> I didn't even realize that because I could really separate work from being a fan. I'm like, Oh my God, I've wow. And I will say this, you know, in my, well, sort of limited, but you know, I can't speak for every film. He always chooses what's best for the film. He doesn't get paid by these brands. It's like, I'm trying to tell a really fucking amazing story. What's the best way to do that. So that's always been my experience. Um, Having said that Nokia shows up a lot. You know, the missions, Minority Report, War of the Worlds, um, BMW, as you're saying, like, you know, throughout the mission franchises. Ray-Bans, Bulgari. Hey, jumping ahead. Oh, slow your roll. Sorry, sorry. What the hell? Yeah. Shut Uh, down, Eric. That's too much machismo. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Bulgari, Mission Impossible 2, Minority Report, and MI4. Ray-Ban, mm-hmm. between Risky Business and Top Gun, Kawasaki. When I was looking online, was in the first Top Gun, and it's rumored to be in the second one, which I think that's fucking awesome if, you know, Maverick, um, Pete Mitchell, <laughs> uh, sticks with the same brands. Porsche, Risky Business, MI2. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. It's like I think he kind of knows what brands could meet his standards maybe hmm. or his expectations, you know, and he kind of like, hey, I'm comfortable with you and I know you're going to respect working with me. Let's keep working together. Yeah. And also that just shows those brands have had good experiences on his previous projects. So sure. it's great. They want to come back for more. Hey, how dare you boost sales 90%. <laughs> Trend three. Tom does a lot of movies. I, all he does is act like his credits. It's like, do you go on vacation? Because you're always acting, bro. Um, but with the number of projects he does, he always seems like when we were researching this, he'll rotate promotional partners and he'll rotate brand categories. It's not like every film he's going to do a car, every film he's going to do a watch. Um, He tends to keep things interesting. Like he tends to always just, he doesn't want to get stuck in a rut. And I think that goes back to why we keep seeing his films is he, he's never, he doesn't rest on his laurels with brand partners, with content. He's always pushing the envelope. So I don't know. I noticed anybody else notice. I know. I noticed him pushing the envelope. 
thank you. I just see Tom at his desk just pushing an envelope off the edge and into the trash can. <laughs> right off, yeah. off the edge. Uh, wow, I completely sabotaged number four, which is how he tends to keep it interesting with brands. Um, he pushes the envelope. He pushes that envelope. <laughs> there he goes again. Um, he works with some of the same brands, but never the same placement. The brands that reappear seem to always raise their game. Like if you look at Bulgari doing the the weird three dimensional ad, I should say weird, but you know, like it was it was really interesting. Like it's he seems to like brands that will challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. If you look at his stunts, he's superhuman. So what brands could keep up with me? What motorcycle? What car? What plane? What watch? What sunglasses? What phone? What technology? What jeans? Yeah, exactly. I like to see Levi. There you go. <laughs> um, and then number five is weird, and it. It comes up a lot and it's always, okay, so you've done this. Have you ever met him? <laughs> yeah, once. Um, I was on a film and I went to a show and tell and they wouldn't allow me into the back of the production company because they felt my boss and I were going to try and sell him something. Other than my body, I'm not going to sell him anything because I'm here for work. I'm a <laughs> no, I'm here to do a fucking job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here for a reason. Take the fan shit out of the picture. You're here to do your job. Hmm. And the person for production thought, you know where Daphne should stand? She should stand in the alley out back next to the dumpster. It's 950,000 degrees. And I'm by a dumpster. So I'm about 15 minutes of this. I think I'm going to fucking vomit because it smells. It's gross. And my boss is there. But we're just standing there. And then some dude walks right up next to me. I look right. He's in a white t-shirt, jeans, and sweaty, spiky hair. And he goes, hey, I'm Tom. Why are we by the dumpster? (laughs) (laughs) And I go, I really don't know. And I introduce myself. And then he looks up, completely recognizes my boss, hugs him, and they chat for like a half hour. Like, Hmm. from where I sit, you know, forget, you know what? I don't believe any bullshit I see about stars or whatever because i think people are selling magazines they're i just i just don't care because from where i sit he's always been a complete professional i thought he was super friendly um he's smoking hot in the next question (laughs) okay i'm five three i always wear three inch heels like sandals so with my hair that took me to five six five seven and that motherfucker was clearly way taller than me so that's all i have to say so (laughs) Him. We all know that. And just to kind of stray on a general note for brands, you know, some people just are naysayers about product placement or doing any kind of brand engagement with entertainment. They rather do ads. I mean, if two Tom Cruise films bumped Ray-Ban sales 90% or one film bumped Oakley 100 million, um, I, I, I feel you should be paying attention to that. And if you do the math or if you dig further, I'm sure he had a positive influence on Kawasaki, Nokia, BMW, you know, all these other brands that, you know, have sort of been associated with his films. And I think if you want to do something innovative and buzzworthy, you do a Tom Cruise film. And that's assuming you've got a cool product and you're up to the challenge. Like you need to be innovative. You have to have the quantities and you have to have a pretty cool fucking product i think to be in one of his films you have to be have a different value proposition and it has to really drive his story i agree really (laughs) (laughs) oh 
Okay. I guess we could come back and fight with Eric about not liking Top Gun. <laughs> Look, whatever we see with, you know, Top Tom Cruise films, I can't even talk. We know it's going to be memorable. You know, I'm curious. I'm really excited about Top Gun Maverick. I'm excited about future Mission of Possibles. I'm curious to see, you know, what brands. Now it kind of feels like Super Bowl for me. I can't wait to see. Tom and jeans in a white t-shirt. But anyway. You know. <laughs> For the last 40 years, it's all about him in a white t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, that's a whole career. <laughs> but I think he's truly a movie star and he's done great movies and he's done great stuff for brands. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he mm-hmm. is a international. He is one of the few international like superstars. Agreed, Craig. I like how you just nod. It's okay to talk. Well, people know I'm nodding, so I don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise doesn't know you're nodding. <laughs> well, now he does. <laughs> wow. Okay. So nothing else to say on Tom. Tom movies. Great things Tom's done. Any Tom antidote? I can't, I can't wait for Edge of to the Edge of Tomorrow sequel because I think that's in the works. You know. You know what's interesting about Edge of Tomorrow is that it's a um it is a uh, a, a manga adaption like it's based off of uh, of a Japanese property and a lot of movies get it a lot of hollywood movies get it wrong it's one of the very few that got it right um and it doesn't give enough credit for that (laughs) until now eric thank you until now finally someone said it yeah right and i know somewhere tom feels validated for that yes yeah right (laughs) should all right so i guess we have nothing else to say you know again that was a lot um I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan and I could talk about Tom for hours. So thank you for listening to Entertainment Marketing Confidential. Please follow us on Instagram at Entertainment Marketing Confidential. Or if you feel like emailing us, it's info at entertainmentmarketingconfidential.com. Until next time, I'm Daphne. Oh, Craig. Craig.